Hi, welcome to Confessions of a Working Writer. I'm uh, Matt Hampton, a working writer living in Charleston, South Carolina. And this is just sort of an insight into, uh, into I guess, into my life. Like, this is me opening the, the curtains and letting you look in on what sometimes is the fucking mess uh, that's there while I chase this dream of, of being a writer. And I, I am a working writer. I get paid to write. So that's sort of my loose definition, right? I know we, we tend to think of that as like this mysterious thing, but it's, it's really not. Uh, it's actually doable to be a working writer. Now, what you want beyond that is entirely different. And, uh, yeah, so that's, that's kind of where we are. So I, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm a little discombobulated this morning. I'm recording this on a Monday, uh, which is usually later than I record. Um, and it's cause honestly this weekend I struggled with a lot of depression. Like I did, like I barely wanted to leave my house. I couldn't deal with people. Like it was a really rough time. It's something I've kind of dealt with my entire life. Uh, and have no shortage of people who supposedly have the fucking miracle cure for it. Um, all I know is that at that time it becomes really important to do self-care, which I am really bad at. But lucky for me, I have a girlfriend who's actually really good at encouraging it. Uh, so, so I took a lot of me time, and now I'm catching up on stuff that needs to get done. I, I wrote a blog this morning that needed to get done. I, I'm recording this podcast. I have writing work. And I'm in Charleston, which means, you know, if you're keeping up with this currently, Hurricane Dorian is out in the fucking water uh, on his way. So the fact that the purge has officially begun in Charleston, uh, in the grocery store aisles for bread and water, honestly didn't help. <laughs> like it didn't. It's a, it's this whole, like, I don't know if I want to be around people kind of crazy setup. And I don't know, I guess for years I comforted myself by going, well, writers and artists are generally fucked up. Like, to a degree, we're all generally screwed up in some way, shape, form, or fashion, and at least I'm not like Jim Carroll with his heroin addiction, or like Hemingway, you know, drinking like a fish. Like, at least mine is this relatively mundane-seeming depression. Uh, you know, I could be confined to my bed like Robert Louis Stevenson. I can keep, like, name-dropping famous writers if, if you want me to. But... Yeah, I, you know, I don't know. I just, I, it's the shit that I deal with. And I don't think it's anything exceptional to me being a writer. I think this is just stuff people deal with. Like, after years in the military and a whole lot of shit. I mean, just, just stuff throughout my life from, from the day I was born until now. Um, there's just been stuff that I've dealt with uh, that, that, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, it's kind of crazy, right? Like, like how... How the hell do we do this? I couldn't get out of bed. You know, like I couldn't get out of bed. Right? I laid in bed and I read. Kinda. Half the time I just stared at the fucking ceiling. Uh, you know? Um, it wasn't like it was particularly brought on by anything, but I don't know. It just it happens. And maybe that's what makes things beautiful. I don't know. Maybe that's why I see people the way that I do. Maybe that's why I write the way that I write. Maybe that's what gives me this crazy, like, love. I've often said that my writing, I, I don't write for fame. And I'm not writing for glory. And I don't even do this right here for fame or glory. Because trust me, this is not the best light. Like, hi, I'm Matt Hampton, and I laid in fucking bed for four days because I couldn't get my ass out of it because depression set in. Like, that's not glorifying at all. And I don't do it for money either, because, I mean, you know, I, I get paid. I, I don't love money. I, I've never had the love of money. I like to eat, and that's why I need money. Uh, but I don't have the love of cash. I've, I've just never had it. 
That's why I was shitty in business. I don't love money enough to be a commission salesperson. Uh, if I did, I'd fucking break necks and cash checks all day. But I do it because it's, it's, it's like a compulsion, right? Like I have to create, I have to do this stuff. Like this is stuff I have to do. I have to do this shit. Like, and I have no choice. So, you know, here I am, I'm awake, it's a Monday morning, I've got my second cup of coffee, you know, I woke up with a huge anxiety attack at four in the frickin' morning for no determining reason I can figure out, and I stayed awake for like two hours and went back to bed. You guys should know if this makes you uncomfortable, this is a podcast called Confessions of a Working Writer. <laughs> like, so the word confessions and writer should probably cue you in that you're in for some shit. Um... And yeah, so I mean, I've just been struggling with that. But it got me thinking, right? Going through depression starts bringing stuff up into my mind. And like my little like handholds into reality. Uh, one of which, and if you know me and if you've met me and if you've talked to me long enough, you've discovered that I am possibly the Star Wars nerd, right? I just might be the nerd of the rings himself, Right, I, I love Star Wars. It was the first movie I have. It's one of my first conscious memories as a child, dating back to three. Um, and I wanted to talk about it because it's interesting, right? Because we, but goddamn, we judge everything, right? I mean, we judge people on everything. Oh, you go to church. Oh, you're a church person. Oh, you do this. Oh, you're that person. You're a reader. You're not a reader. Mm. Oh, you're this. Oh, you're that. Oh, you like that music. Ah, you you like self-improvement. Ah, you're a salesperson. Like, we make those judgments. And, and easily, I think the thing that shocks people, if they spend enough time with me, is if they didn't know at the beginning I was a Star Wars fan, they find out, and they're like, what the hell? But I do. I love Star Wars. I love superheroes. I love science fiction. I love all that stuff. But I love it for a different reason, right? Like, think about it. If you're a person listening to me right now and you're super devoted to your church, in which case you've probably thought about deleting this podcast because of my mouth. Uh, you grew up in a church. Like that was the core to morality for you. Right. And I just like in my family, that shit just wasn't there. Right. There was no, like, I'm going to be honest. Like it wasn't like my family were serial killers, but at the same time, like just being really brutal, I didn't have a ton of great examples of moral behavior. Right? I just didn't. Like, there was a lot of selfishness. There was almost a sociopathic tendency to bend and stretch the truth to its own fucking needs, right? I think it was crazy. We're not going to dig too deep into that, because I'm kind of coming out of depression right now, and I'd like to not, you know, go deeper. But Star Wars was the thing that gave me hope. Think about that for a minute, Right? So maybe you grew up with Bible stories and you learned about Job and Jonah and, and all of these things, right? And maybe you grew up um, just with families that just taught, read you Aesop's fables or, or, or examples within your family, like your uncle was a really good person or your grandmother was a great person. Uh, I, I don't know. Like you had your reasons, right? Maybe like a friend of mine teaches his sons about great people in the world that, that did great things to try to give them archetypes to look up to. Maybe that's you. But I didn't have that. I learned from a little green Muppet that all human beings, all life was connected, that we shouldn't be assholes to each other, and that we were more than being what we are. Which, when you grew up like I did, 
that shit saved my life. So is it any wonder that I really love Star Wars just as much as I do? I mean, this is the basis of so much stuff for me, right? Star Wars is, is so important to who I am. Like, I, I love, I've seen those films hundreds of times. I get excited. Like, I have a true childlike wonder and joy. I'm going to go ahead and spoil it. I'm not a prequel hater. Like, I'm not because I still get that warm fuzzy in me from those movies. I see a lightsaber go off and, like, three-year-old Matt's getting cuddled inside again. Right? I, look, I, guess what? We can deconstruct all the shit we were into as kids. You know, I can point out how He-Man was racist and all kinds of other bullshit if I really freaking want to. Um... Because humanity has no short end of shittiness. But where did your hope come from? Where did your dream come from? What what sprang up? What got you to where you were? What let you grow? What let you develop, right? And and honestly, what got me through fucking depression was... Shit, I mean, it's what's always gotten me through it. It was Star Wars. Like, I'm laying in my bed, reading a Star Wars book of all things... I, I did. I'm not ashamed of it. I've, I mean, F you. I've read 48 books this year, so, you know, I read what I want. I don't give a shit. Um, but I, you know, I, I, I'm I, reading the Star Wars book, and I've got a, the news banging on my door about Tropical Storm Hurricane End of the World, uh, you know, which is moving at like one mile an hour right now up the Florida coast, so who knows where the hell it's going to be by this time tomorrow. You know, I had some bad interactions with some people, which is fine. That Some of them were people that needed to be out of my life, and that's great. And I just got pounded into this depression state, and, and yet I can still look at something like this idea of the Jedi and have a lot of hope. And, and I think there, that's where my passion for being a writer and a storyteller comes from, right? It's, it's the idea that you can build something like that, and you can give someone hope. You can, you can fill someone with something. You can be like that holding thing there, right? And maybe you're only that for one person. And I guarantee you, George Lucas did not make those movies thinking one day Matt Hampton's going to be like on the edge and I'm going to pull him back from it. I guarantee you that wasn't his motivation. But damn, it helped. I do. I love Star Wars. It's a huge influence on me. It influences on everything I do. I have a real hard time fighting story, writing stories without like this clear-cut sense of right and wrong because of that. I've always kind of struggled with it. And everything I write has some like layer of mysticism to it. Again, the Jedi. Like, it is what it is. But that's, I mean, that's, that's the deal, right? That's the thing. That's what we do. So I, I love Star Wars. I'm unapologetically declaring it for probably the five billionth time on, on my podcast now. I am a huge Star Wars fan. I love it. A new movie's coming out in December. I couldn't be more excited. If you don't like it or you want to troll me for it, go for it. I, I assure you, you know, to, to steal a quote from the Emperor, oh, I'm afraid this battle station will be quite operational when you start to talk shit. Uh, <laughs> trust me. You know, listen to me. I even sound happier doing this, right? Like, I may be lying in bed miserable at the idea of everyday life, but when it's time to create, there's fucking vibrancy to it. It's amazing. It really is. It's amazing. So what else this week? Oh, shit. Yeah, so I uh, I made another connection, right? So I read a blog called 100 Connections. Uh, you can read it at 100, the number, connectionscharleston, all one word, dot com, if you really want to. 
And I, I started a second series of 100 Connections, and I met with Connection Number 3 on Friday, uh, a woman named Hope here in Charleston. And holy shit. Like, like seriously, can I go back and do that again? Holy shit. Uh, I, so I've struggled with this. When you start a blog and you get any modicum of recognition, right, you and the blog become one. It's this personal brand bullshit. And it's not like, no, personal branding is not complete bullshit. Yes, you can do it. Yes, it has a lot to do with you just being authentically you. But people are going to assign a fucking brand to you. And they started assigning one to me. And suddenly I became this quasi-Buddhist philosopher when really I was just a guy kind of wandering around, writing a blog, meeting people, kind of, fuck, I mean, I'm, shit, I wasn't the guy who needed to solve your problems. I was the dude who needed to solve his own. But, but I met Hope, and Hope had this amazing thing, like this just wisdom bomb she dropped on me, where she talked about, you know, we're not our stories. And I've heard it before, right, usually from coaches. Well, you're not your stories. You can write the news story. But, like, Hope had this amazing this this like phenomenally incredible way of looking at her stories and going, these aren't me. These happen to me. These are prologue for me, but these aren't me. And in point of fact, every damn day, I'm doing a new story. And what do I want that story to be? And how am I going to look at that? And what am I going to do? Holy cow, it was amazing. Because she believed it, right? I've heard this line from people before. And I've seen guys tell me, you know, you're not your story. You start your own story. And those same people that love to tell me that are trapped in some personal brand shit they created. So they go, well, I have to wear the right thing when I'm out. And I can only post about these things. And I don't talk about that. And I always have my hashtag with my name in it. And I'm like, wow, what a miserable effing existence you must have. Because you just, like, locked yourself into this, like, character you created. You can't even be you. And guys, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, a personal brand can be really helpful. It's great. But shit, I'm not Coca-Cola, and I wouldn't want to be. I don't want to be confined to the basics of a red can. I know, I'm really ranty today, because that's what happens when I start trying to fight my way back from, from sinking into my bed for four days and being just super depressed. But, guy, I mean, come on. Like, this was amazing. I just All I can say is, like, Hope was just this remarkable person. And, I mean, you could stand next to her and feel the passion and the energy and the drive. And, and here's a woman who seemingly makes changing the world a daily habit. Like, you or I brush our teeth, and she makes the world a better place. It's just inspiring. Right? Those people live right next to you. They live right next to you, and you don't take the time to get to know them because you're too busy assigning them story roles in your story because you realize that you craft your story, so I'm going to craft my story, I'm going to do this. I'm kind of getting to the point where I want to live life like a choose-your-own-adventure. Like, I'm not going to read ahead. Some of you cheat that way. Some of you have the life that's a choose-your-own-adventure, and you cheat, and you look at the pages ahead and go, uh, do I want to go to page 17 or 72? Oh, I die on 72. We're going to 17. If, if you do that, you know I'm talking to you right now, cheaters. Shit, whatever happened? I mean, we, me, Hope and I had this great conversation about, like, you know, what did we do before things happened? Well, we just lived a life and did stuff, right? What did we do before defined roles? And I'm not saying coaching doesn't help or things like that, because I think I get painted with that brush really easily. But I'm also saying, like, if all you do every day is read personal development books then my prescription for you is to put those things down, grab a really amazing novel, go to the park, read it there for a little while, then go on an adventure and live a little. Shit, grab a really amazing novel and fly to, like, Nepal. 
and have an experience, but leave that personal development book back there. Oh no, what did we ever do before John Maxwell? I don't know. Thank God Genghis Khan had his John Maxwell 10 irrefutable laws of leadership before he conquered Asia. How would he have accomplished it without that wisdom tome? I know, that was kind of snarky. Whatever, if you've been listening to me long enough, you've expected me to be a little snarky. And this is what it is, right? I'm up recording a podcast, uh, and and three days have been really hard. Like, I, I went to breakfast with my girlfriend and a friend of hers visiting from out of town, and it took fucking everything to, like, leave my house and to put on a smile. Guys, I wasn't in my finest place. But between my girlfriend and chicken and waffles, I will find some damn strength, I assure you. So, guys, I, don't, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. You know, you just got to figure some shit out and, and, and do it. So I guess, what, what can we learn from this week? I feel like I should give you a moral. I, I don't normally, but I guess I feel like I should now. What's your Star Wars? What do you love? Like, unapologetically love. Like, deep down in your guts, what do you love? Own that. I mean, if it's the Bible, if it's it, if it's decorating gardening, I don't care, man. I have a part-time job at a bookstore. I see people with all kinds of wants and desires. I've, I've, I've seen books I didn't even know exist and some that I'd rather didn't. I don't know. I mean, what do you want to read about? I love reading about physics. Fucking do it, man. Ah, oh, go do it. I love Star Wars. Sweet. Like, there's a section in, in the children's section of the bookstore that I work in uh, that's called Exploring Favorite Worlds. Shit, that's awesome. <laughs> Kids have a world they love, and we write books about those worlds. Go do it. You too. Go, go do it. Go find your Star Wars. Go make your change and, and learn from hope. You can defy your odds, and, and you're not your fucking story. You're not. I'll be all right. Don't worry too much about me. I'll be okay. I'll get up and I'll move on. I have a great support network. I have a lot of people that care about me and help me out and guide me through some of the bullshit that I do. But go do that stuff, okay? Go go live. Go have a life. Go have fun. Right? And if, if you got to fight those down times, then do it. And most importantly, let me leave you with this. Because this is just, this isn't me as a writer or as a life coach. This is just a guy who's lived with clinical depression. If you're like me and you're fighting these feelings, even if it's not clinical or you've never gone to a diagnosis, whatever, you fight these feelings, forget everybody that tells you to just let the shit go, okay? Work through it however's best for you to work through it. Everybody's got the prescription when they don't have the damn disease, isn't that right? Do your best and work through it, man. I'm going to go do mine, right? I'm going to try to get up and, and do some stuff. It's Labor Day. I'm going to see if I can do some things today. Maybe get out of my apartment and test the waters a little bit and try not to get caught in the purge that happens every time Charleston fears for a hurricane. I'll be all right, and you'll hear from me next week. You'll hear from me after a hurricane next week, so that should be sweet. I can not I can only imagine the stuff that will come out of my mouth then. Anyway, until next week, this is Confessions of a Working Writer. I'm your host, Matt Hampton. Love y'all. Talk to you next week. Uh, those of you in the path of Dorian, stay safe. All right. We'll talk soon.